This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. We provide events for the families, like Father's Day Olympics. Um, I've learned that dads will cheat, steal, <laughs> do everything wrong. They're not exactly following those biblical sometimes, <laughs> lessons, are they? <laughs> sometimes I have to threaten to take them to the MRO hauler uh, because they will do anything to win a trophy for their for their children. Welcome to Kelly Earnhardt Miller's Fast Lane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. Salon care products that you can experience with your senses. Get high performance you can see, touch, and sense. Welcome to this week's edition of Fastling Family. I, I was going to have two great guests in here today. I've actually, I've got an audience of three. My guest today is Miss Melanie Self from MRO. We're going to talk about motor racing outreach and a lot of different things they do. We're sorry that Miss Trish Mears, wife of Casey, couldn't be here today. Her little girl had a little bike accident the other day, and they're headed off to the doctor today. So we're going to miss her and uh, talking with her about Casey and her family, but we'll try to work that out another time. Also, stick around later in our show. We're going to have our well professionals give you tips on how to create the illusion of a new do without even stepping foot in the salon. I need that. Yes. How about you, Miss Melanie? Can I sign up? <laughs> Where do I go to sign up? <laughs> well, it can tell us, so we can do that. All right. So, Miss Melanie Self is in studio today, and uh, Melanie is the Women and Children's Ministry Coordinator for Motor Racing Outreach. Miss Melanie, you've been with MRO 14 years. Yeah. Almost. Crazy. Yeah, I'll be, I'm starting 15 Starting here soon. 15. Yep. Gracious. Yeah. So what brought you to motor racing outreach and, and NASCAR? Well, my dad was a drag racer, which okay. I don't even know if you know that. No, I don't. I so didn't. the smell of tire That's dust. That's what I love about this show is because I do get to learn so many new things I about know. people. <laughs> I know. And I was the boy he never had. So I was always with him at the racetrack and we met the petties. And so through the years, I never thought that I would be back. My husband retired from the Air Force after 23 years, and then we decided, well, what should we do when we grow up? And (laughs) so we decided to join the circus again. We really (laughs) had wanted to be in ministry, and we've helped start churches all across the United States, and our heart is to serve people, specifically families. Um, And truthfully, our life was no different. Wherever the commander-in-chief said, we lived. If we had to move every two years, every three years, that's we just did what we did. And we learned to make the best of it. And we've been married 34 and a half years as of right now. Uh, and so God really was calling us back to go into where people were, to care for them, to show them, model, teach them, and lead them in a, a way to have successful families. And it can be done. What was the attraction to NASCAR? Or how did that happen with MRO? Yeah, we... Uh, we have a mutual friend who walked up to us and said, now what are you going to do? You've retired. And I said, well, we have two children going to college, so I think we'll go back to work. Uh, so he said, how about you give me a resume and you sing and you've know, got all this music stuff. Let me pass it on to some people I know, not having any idea what that meant. Uh, within a week, I got a phone call from Ron Pegram who said, hey, you're a musician. We need someone maybe to lead the music for the kids. Well, this was in 1998. So, well, sure, that's great. And about the same time, Monty started being a shop chaplain at Penske. And I was just about to start leading a uh, ladies' Bible study there and um, was in the public school teaching. And I just knew that I was supposed to leave, um, that I needed to surrender my whole life and my finances and walk away from the school. Mm. Uh, And we knew MRO was calling us. And so I did. And I literally taught homeschool students music for one month. And we got the call in 2001 in the fall to say, hey, we want you to come on the road with us. And I said, well, I don't know. I've been away from my husband a lot. So I don't know if I'm quite ready for that. And the next we would say is, hey, well, we need him. And before we knew it, by November 1st, we were full-time with MRO and would start 
on the road the next uh, February. So what did you think about life on the road in the beginning? With obviously moving around from a military family, I guess you were a little bit used to that, sort of. It's not quite the same, I don't know, I don't guess. <laughs> and You know, honestly, it wasn't much of a change. Our son was in 10th grade, uh, so he came along with us. Oh, okay. And so I would work all day and homeschool at night and until um, his senior year when he decided he wanted to be an adult and, and stay at home. and mm -hmm. go, Yeah, like be normal. But no, it was just what our hearts had been prepared for. Everything we had learned and um, everything that we had uh, experienced in our lives, we believed this was the moment for us to share that uh, with the community. I w won't say that it wasn't hard. <laughs> it's hard work. Everybody in NASCAR works hard. Mm -hmm. And yep. um, so we were, we were just grateful that we had an opportunity to serve people. What is some of the most interesting things with motor racing outreach and kind of that ministry on the road that's different than a traditional church and or the same? You know, what are... Yeah, well, at the end of the day, a lot of our friends said, why, why are you missing church to go give them church? And I was like, well, our daughter's a nurse. She has to work on weekends and holidays, and she can't go to church. And, um, you know, our heart was to do church differently. We I always had. We've yeah. met in a monastery We've met in a nunnery. We've met in a fire hall where they, they would actually handle snakes at rattlesnake roundups. So we've done it all kinds of crazy ways. And this was just normal to us to move around this big thing and load it and unload it and load it again <laughs> and move to the next place. Um, it was, again, as God had just opened the door for that next place for us to belong. And that was our heart to care for families, which we'd done our entire marriage. Gracious. So 15 years into it, you're still enjoying it. I, I, I can't say that I'm asking God what the <laughs> next step will be, but I cannot imagine not, uh, doing it. not being with my NASCAR family. Yeah. I see you guys more than I see my own family. Um, so, yeah, no, nothing, nothing in the horizon. <laughs> Y'all just keep having babies and... I'll have it a reason just keeps to stay. on going, right? <laughs> That's right. So let's talk about the at-track stuff. You, um, you know, oversee the women's and children's ministry. What are some of the things that you guys do in terms of, I know you have some ladies Bible studies mm -hmm. and lots of different things that you have going on through the year. Talk about some of those yeah. activities. Well, we have a ladies Bible study, and then there's a few women that I mentor. I spend time with them at the track away. Um, but as well, we provide events for the families, like Father's Day Olympics. Um, I've learned that dads will cheat, steal, <laughs> do everything wrong they're not exactly following those biblical sometimes, <laughs> lessons are they <laughs> sometimes I have to threaten to take them to the MRO hauler uh, because they will do anything to win a trophy for their for their children and matter of fact Dale Jr.'s crew chief Greg, actually yeah. came, he came down and did Father's Day let me step in in Steve LaTarte's place we painted his toenails and he told me from then on they won the race in Michigan that I had to paint his toenails every week on coming so that he would win every week and I just not sure that you're probably exactly not painting them now are you <laughs> but if you did paint them the next week it didn't work so yeah so then we're just we're back where yeah. we started back to square one <laughs> father's day olympics were father's fun. Day olympics. yep yep bristol uh singing the national anthem that's probably a lot of things that's probably something that a lot of our listeners have saw on tv how does it how does something like that come about and what does it take to logistically get all those kids going in the right direction logistics the joy <laughs> of our job they're always logistics um you know the track is so accommodating and jeff bird um this has been going on for 15 16 17 maybe even 18 years when he invited um jackie the first year and they were riding in budweiser buses and it was crazy <laughs> um but you know we've grown to where we have you know 50 to 75 kids we had a large group this past year we just coordinate everything jerry's just wonderful to us there and he has opened the door always for us to just 
he'll provide snow cone machines, trophies, you name it. We just, we want our families to be the stars that they are. And so this is the one time when we get to have dad on the start finish line mm -hmm. and the kids performing for all the times they miss those special things. Um, but it is a lot of logistics. It takes three buses to get us there. And it's quite interesting. We wait an hour and a half on the bus with children from two and a half to Yes, and it's interesting. <laughs> uh, we're always happy when we come out unscathed and you know, not one of us is tied up in a bus somewhere and we can't find them uh, and that we're not ever getting stuck on coming out of the, the back turn tunnel anymore. Yeah. We actually, almost <laughs> we're in the middle of a race once. But um, Oh, gosh. <laughs> the logistics are really coordinated by the, the staff there at BMS, and they are just so accommodating, and they love family, and they have actually fought for families to have that role yeah I think that is one thing that everybody like wants to make sure that they have got their schedule cleared to, to be at Bristol I know my kids talk about it a lot because they did it uh, a few years here and there and they still ask you know are they going to sing at Bristol are we going to Bristol and, <laughs> want to and make we it love it too a <laughs> lot of our families that don't get to travel crewmen's families have mm -hmm. all found this to be a place that they could do something really special so it's just it's so um, layered in all the amazing moments that happen to make, you know, that evening so special for them to be the stars. Yeah. So on a weekend, on a race weekend, what are some of the engagements that you have with the family and the kids in terms of your ministry and, and you know, serving them in that way? We're open from 5 o'clock on Thursdays through the end of the final race for the weekend for the families to use. Um, and so we get a lot of interaction. You know, we just do life. And honestly, we rarely talk about we rarely talk about net racing unless they really want to. I'm like, we can just do Jesus here. We don't have to talk about that unless <laughs> you really want to because I don't, I know enough to be dangerous. Yeah. Don't ask me any questions or help me understand. But that's, I think, our favorite time um, when we get to just do life and or to watch a mom and dad want to take over the space and us exit quietly. Um, though we are the safe haven. We're that place that we're not worried about autographs and photos and they can do just do life themselves and enjoy themselves in a way that, you know, without that, many of them say now that they won't even come to the track. Um, Carl and Kate Edwards have told me numbers of times, where are you going to be? That's where we will be. Otherwise, we <laughs> won't go. So I think that's, you know, really telling that it's a central point um, of connection. We have kids jump out of moving cars to come and find us to find out who's there, what's going on this weekend. So this past weekend, we actually have an ice cream social that Chad and Brooke Canals um, hosted for us. Families are now sponsoring weekends to do events and financially support us. Um, that was really cool. And then we had an ice cream truck from the um, the track. It was ice cream, ice cream, and ice cream. And actually, we did. Uh, we've been waiting to do this until the girls got older, but we had five young ladies who we had a sleepover with on Friday night. Oh, wow. Yeah, don't look at the pictures on Facebook no. that are on our pages at all. <laughs> no, Miss Danielle and I don't want anyone to know that that's really us behind much <laughs> Mm, it was bad. No makeup, really bad. wild hairdos. Yeah. So we really just do whatever they want to do. Our favorite thing is to go get silly string and get on a golf cart and go silly string the fans because <laughs> they don't care. A lot of times, too, um, you know, from your correspondence, from the emails and stuff, you guys, you know, do things in the area, mm -hmm. great with Lodge or something like that, or go yeah. to a zoo with yeah. the families. Moms and kids can do that while dads are working right we have a lot of very young families now that we're just getting to know and uh, we found those are really good ways to get to know each other and so yeah we went to the Miami Zoo we're planning on going to the aquarium in Miami when we're in Homestead and we know oftentimes we'll find ways to give back um, that's our heart um, is 
the children now are getting older, getting their fam families involved. We've gone to a veteran center and, and fed them lunch and gone visited their rooms. Um, any way that we can get the kids outside of just this safe little area to see the bigger scope of things. We passed out hot coffee to just the men working at the racetrack in Martinsville. We picked up trash at a racetrack to help out, to show them that someone has to do this after mm -hmm. the end of the weekend. So they've really, I think, in the last few years, have gotten a, a greater um, sense of giving of themselves and knowing that it doesn't really cost anything to do that. Just come up with the idea and make it happen. And then outside the track, you have ongoing activities you know here around home in charlotte most 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 everybody lives around here right some of the things like um caution mm -hmm. and some of the different things that you do yeah um we're looking more towards next year we're planning now i've been doing some camp outs we have um, a lot of folks who have a lot of land and space and so we're we're really trying to get outside here more now that the kids are getting older and think we had a good trail run on friday uh, and we survived and we're here I think we didn't sleep, but, you know, but we survived. Yeah, I've learned some of those lessons with birthday sleepovers. <laughs> How many kids is, is reasonable and possible right. that you want to have? Yeah, five was good. Have. Yeah. Five was very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. So you've been doing this 15 years. You may, I, I don't know if you've experienced this or not, but have you experienced someone that grew up in MRO and then now is bringing their family back to grow up in MRO? Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I remember the first the first time that a lot of the young guys like Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney and Jeb Burton were in a truck series race, and I thought, I'm just going to go out and say hi. With the last minute, you know, it's Sprite, Cheetos, and fruit snacks. That's like <laughs> the mantra. It used to be peanut butter and jelly, but we're in a new day. We're in the new nut allergy a, day. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I took a whole handful of um, fruit snacks and have quite a few stories with some of these guys about the fruit snacks, by the way, <laughs> that I promise I'll take to the grave, but as long as they, they won't tell yeah <laughs> don't ask don't tell is mro um but i threw them i walked down by them and i just threw the the gushers down and i was like hey what are you doing over there kid and threw ryan blaney one he's like oh man <laughs> he said i'll i'll have these for later and stuck it in his fire suit and went all the way down john hunter Nemechek. i mean chase elliott ryan jeb burton they were all there that day and i suddenly felt so very old but seeing the you know the young men i met who were 17 and 18 like jamie mcmurray you know the mirror casey mirrors um all now coming up we're taking care of their children i got to know them when i started meeting their girlfriends and hanging out with them so yeah i feel really old <laughs> but when i see them interviewed and i see the character i can only pray that some small part of what we've done has yeah. been the difference for creating an environment for faith you know for them to thank god for we know that's from where all things come all good and perfect things so i don't know i feel like a a bit like a grandmother <laughs> of about 3,000 kids. <laughs> I think that, too. A lot yeah. of times with the young kids that come through here, kind of mother henish, you know. I mean, they've always been that way for Dale, so. Yeah. I, I tend to get in people's relate business. Relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Miss Danielle is like, I really need to say, I have a word for you. I need to speak into your life for a minute. I'm like, oh, gosh, not again. Good, bad, or indifferent, <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's see here. So tell me about the pet show in Pocono. That sounds fun. Oh, yeah, it really I don't think was. I've been a part of that. Yeah, we, I think the last one we did was maybe in 2007 or 8. And, you know, once everybody got their prize trophies, and of course, <laughs> we know Greg Biffle won the best in show the very first year that we did it in 2006. And he built a trophy case around 
the pet show cup that oh gosh that yeah <laughs> um that he won that day um this past year we only had two or three dogs participate four excuse oh, me four, four dogs for miss daniel keeps me straight but that's why i needed her here she yes. keeps up with my sunglasses <laughs> my my brain and my cell phone danny hamlin's mom participated as well as danica did and danica's pretty good at training pets just in case you ever wondered if you need someone they to, just got a new pet too i saw yeah well yeah at, at their babies and cats and and you know dogs all kinds of stuff coming in all the time but so she did really well and she's very proud and the, so her she statement won the pet pet cup she she won i think the best in show for for her breed and um the funny thing is is she stepped back after it was all over and said wait a minute she had like five or six trophies for each you know each category she's like there's more trophies than i have this is not right. <laughs> so I love it. So suddenly she was very small and, you know, yeah. Indianapolis 500 winner and she's very small. So <laughs> so on average for the weekend, um, how many kids are, are playing in the family center there and hanging wow. out? You know, every weekend's different based on how close we are to home. Yeah, but I would true. say um, it, it has changed a, few, a little bit in the last few years. There are less motor homes now. But I would say our core families, 16 to 24, would be a good if they were all there and yeah. a lot of two and three-year-olds a lot of two and three-year-olds like I think I counted 20 that could potentially come and actually can stay with us now by being potty trained yeah the family center there is really cool with you know all the different activities that you've had got for the kids from like you said toddlers to the teenagers right. with the video games and tvs and all that kind of stuff and I never really thought about the fact until I think last year at Homestead I ran in to Wendy Venturini mm-hmm. uh, coming. I think she was coming to pick up Caleb. You guys weren't. It wasn't your typical race hours because right. usually your 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 staff is on during race hours for the okay. kids. They can come any other That's time right. with some supervision from someone yeah. else. And you know, I never gave it any thought. Just serving other people outside of the race car driver families, right. allowing Wendy to do the job that she does. Right. Her husband also works, you know, on a team and. And allowing her to travel with her family and, and to do that job and have you guys there to help care for for her child. And, you know, that's really special. Mm-hmm. Um, We've experienced a huge need. There are a lot of ladies who work in the, in the sport and from PR girls to on. I mean, there's NASCAR officials. And that became an avenue for us to really care in a different way. Um, we can't always do it. But yeah. if we're on a weekend where we know I'm not going to kill my staff, um, <laughs> you know, we always... We believe every rule has an exception, and if someone needs us, then then that's why we're Try there. Try to see what you can mm-hmm. make work. We do, and um, and we've even, you know, we have a number of single dads now, and there have been times when we run interference between, you know, the babysitter getting there, or hey, just leave her here, or a spotter. We actually have a spotter uh, who brings his daughter, and he doesn't get to take her very often. And so we start long before the race starts on those days. But you know, it's our joy to serve people. That is. The bottom line is we, every weekend we roll in and we, we open our home, just like I've opened mine for so many years, and say, we want you to come. And we pray that we keep that place, you know, wonderful and beautiful, but more importantly, that when they walk in, they know they're loved. And and this is, you know, you don't have to worry if they're here. Um, even if a mom needs to run back and has forgotten something, she leaves a 10-month-old sitting. Yeah. We got it. We got it. We, <laughs> we like to hold babies. <laughs> <laughs> so your staff, you've mentioned several times, you know, how how many people does it take to, to carry this off and the logistics of you guys getting to and from? You go to 18-ish? I think 20-ish? we're 20 this year. 20 events mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bolin has been with me since she was 14 and 
She's 26 now, so wow. I, won't, I won't add the year. Add the years. <laughs> she started out as a volunteer. She's not old yet. No, she's just a baby. <laughs> and still looks like she's 12. It's just wrong. <laughs> Knew I'd had to get you. But she has started as a volunteer, so the majority of our workers give up their time to come. They give up vacations. They drive. They spend their gas money. They use frequent flyer miles. Uh, Danielle and I are full-time, and then Miss Brittany is the healer is with us this year. She grew up across the street from me. The real reality is if I don't know someone, they don't come You're take <laughs> care of your babies. That's it. If I wouldn't let them take care of mine, they're not going to be taking care of yours. So most people ask, how do I volunteer? I was like, well, it's very, this very This is a rare. very strict pros- process. It is. I'm just picky. I, you know. This is worse than a background check. It is like, yeah. Yeah. And, and the truth is, no, not everyone can do it. We live with each other mm-hmm. and we travel with each other. We, we just did two two-week runs back in the summer and uh, we live all piled in together. And, you know, we have... We all can do that. We know when we need to get away from each other. I work with my husband 24 hours a day, and there's times I just need to get away from him, actually. He would tell you the same thing. Um, Miss Daniel knows if the door's locked, we're probably having a discussion about something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the first year he was actually my boss, which is more than wrong. And I told Billy, if this is going to be this way, this is never going to work. He can't be the boss of me at home and at work. <laughs> he took care of that really quick. So now we work together, and really, truthfully, it's our home, and we open it up. But... Um, Brittany's contracted with us for so many races, and we'd love to have her back next year if the Lord has that in her plan. The children already love her, and <laughs> for us, the first litmus test is if they, you are a kid lover, they find you and they know it, yep. and that you can't teach that to anyone. So it, we have about 10 volunteers who help us throughout the year. And without them, there wouldn't be the Darlingtons, the Bristols, the Daytonas in July, um, because it would just be us, and we're often outnumbered (laughs) (laughs) are those volunteers generally within the community of racers or outside of that no I mean we have friends that we've known for years Um, we've picked up a few folks that we've known through the years that we've met differently or long before they even know what we do Um, and we find out that they're really servants they have a heart for people as well and I don't know God just keeps you know we just about wear somebody out in three years. I mean, when you work full-time and you come to do what we do, and then we're doing a missions trip every weekend, that's, you know, we're taking everything we need, swimming pools, whatever. Then we've got to load it back up. Somebody's got to haul it to the storage and put the next stuff on. So we have, I believe, the strongest group of volunteers right now with the most tenure in all of our time. With my time in and Miss Danielle's, um, she came to work for us. This is her fifth year full time as I guess the hostess and I'm not calling her my assistant. We we <laughs> You work as a team. We work as a team and we she knows what I'm thinking before I think it and that's a gift. So yeah, but that's how it how it happens and we're grateful um, that our community gives. Um, we are not supported by NASCAR in any way other than credentialing, which is amazing. The tracks we're dependent on maintaining relationships with those. My husband and I do that. They give us a place to park. Um, otherwise, you know, we may not have anywhere to be and we've been grafted in. You guys have allowed us to be a part of who you are um, because I think we really did come to serve and you know, that's why I came. The nothing yeah. more, nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about a few of your fundraisers that you do and, yeah. and talking about how you can support and, and, and support this process. How do you serve the fans? And, or do you serve the fans? Yes, we actually have. Elliot uh, is out on the outside of um, the track and there are chapel services. He actually does a vendor chapel with this. And this whole new vendor thing is a little different now. So he's working his way in to find out what the needs are there. But if there's life or death situations outside the track, we have response in place. Um, There are people trained at the track that are with um, the ministries that partner with us. 
so essentially they bring their churches and they kind of come under our umbrella and then we are able to care I mean it's not uncommon for there to be a serious emergency um, we've had death we've had severe you know, serious accidents and um, so all of us are on call at any point to be in the place we need to be but Elliot does a great job of coordinating all of those different ministries they, they touch a million people literally a year by wow. the people who are just living in the motorhomes coming track to track and amazingly how many of them there it's still the same people no matter you know no matter where you are you s- begin to see the same people wow mm-hmm. wow I asked that question just so that as we talk about some of these events, we're going to talk specifically about the uh, Better Half Dash, which is coming up. You guys did the High Heel Dash, which was the first year for that. Right. (laughs) That was interesting. Yes. Running in high heels. <laughs> I'll tell like, you. How are y'all going to pull this off yeah. without breaking some ankles? Yes. I, I prayed really long and hard. God, please, please don't let anyone get hurt. Break nothing. You know, 10 years ago, I went to Marcus with Billy and said, I believe that if we had something to race in, that the girls would be amazing. And they tried everything, go-karts, golf carts. Well, golf carts turn over. We've seen a few of those. That Those things happen and people get really hurt. And I'm like, no, no, no. I said, we, we're legit, man. We want to race a real car, but like not a cup car. And so they kept putting me off for a couple of years. About the third year in, Mar- you know, Marcus said, come back. Let's talk about this again. I said, Marcus, really, this can be a big fundraiser. And I think it's a win-win. All I need is some track time and I need race cars. Mr. <laughs> Legends, Legends Bandolero, that you make. Exactly. <laughs> so we began to work out the details with the folks at Legends and the Bandoleros are, are completely fitted to us and customized and donated. They often sell them, you know, after the races. So with the first year, we did have an injury. And um, so that scared a few people off. But I'm the old girl and I got T-bone and hit a safer barrier at 60 miles an hour. And I walked away. <laughs> so, you know, I am seriously the you're oldest. Proof. <laughs> I am proof you don't, you're not going to get hurt in this car. So um, the second year we began to build, we made just under $50,000, probably the second and third year. And um, last year we were able to pick up a few more girls. I mean, Amy came to join us, which, you know, such a sweetheart. We're so glad to get to know her. Just fell in love immediately. And, you know, we had some some bigger names that people would send money. We cleared $84,000 for nice. this fundraiser. And I pitched it that one day, I believe it can be a $100,000 fundraiser for MRO. And they're like, there is no way. I'm like, will you just trust me? Will you just trust me? Well, and of course, we did great last year. We've got a brand. So by fall, I said to, to Marcus, hey, I've got another idea. It's like, well, some ladies have told me they're afraid of the cars. Okay. What if we have a race in high heel shoes? <laughs> they do it everywhere. Even Kelly Rip has done it. He said, let me do some research on this. And so by the time he came back to me, he's like, you are all over this, aren't you? He said, you have handed me the rules. <laughs> I find them everywhere. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm legit. We... We want to have fun. And honestly, at the end of the day, I get in the Bandolero. I did not run in high heel shoes to get to know the, the women in my community. And it has created a whole new way for women who would have never spoken to each other, would have never crossed paths um, by choice or otherwise. And they have found new friendships that have grown deeper and deeper. It is, It has been, for me, just the highlight to be able to spend time with them and, and, and see what they're passionate about because they are... 10 times more competitive than their men. Um, I have enough neck injury and hits and bumps and the whole nine yards to tell it all. But it has become just another way for us to layer um, who God is in our lives and why. Why? Because to me, they're the real unsung heroes. They're the ones who stay home just like I did 
and raise their kids and do the best they can do, see dad when they can, and but they support dad because he loves what he's doing. Yeah. And this is their time to shine. So they can choose actually their own, and it's not just about MRO, they can choose their own uh, group or nonprofit that they want to sponsor. And so part of their winnings can go, can to, go that. to that. Okay. So I love that. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great twist to it. Yeah. So some of the folks that you have, that's going to be October 8th. Yes. And you guys run uh, when? 5 p.m. tentatively right now. That's the approximate. will be after the is modified, before qualifying. Qualifying night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So folks can take you in live. And then did you, are you streaming this year? I think, did you stream I haven't last heard. Year? NASCAR.com did stream us gotcha. live last still year. working on um, that. We're still working on the, the details of that. Um, I've heard Speed 51 may be back with us live streaming. So that was, that was huge. And there are tickets available. They'll just sell tickets to come in and watch the Better Half Dash. Oh, wow. Or they've got packages that you can that stay you can for. do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been a huge thing. We've had a great, great following. You got some new folks involved. Caitlin Sweet uh, yes. running this this year. Whitney Scott, she mm-hmm. hasn't ran before, mm-hmm. right? That's right. I thought I noticed a few new names. Jordan, has she ran before? Jordan Fish? Denny's? She did last year. Okay, she did last year. Mm-hmm. Okay. All of us will have our, you know, our fitted cars. Uh, the Legends guys run all of that. I mean, there's no touching a car. The girls, guys can't soup them up, letting so things out. So they can't let their husbands come in and do Pretty anything. Much. <laughs> I mean, because we really are legit about being stock. They're all going to be exactly the same. And truth of it is, you know, we find out that qualifying really track position is everything. Um, I've learned if one thing I do know and understand now, it's track position. <laughs> and being ahead of all the best is the best place to be. Um, so September 22nd, September 29th, and October 5th. Those are all practices from 6 to 9. On October 5th, there'll be practice and then qualifying. So we really qualify our own cars. Last year, we went out more like the new qualifying um, is now. I'm not sure they haven't made that determination. I think the first year um, that we did the qualifying outside of just drawing a number or doing it some other lottery way, everyone was freaking out. I mean, no one ran anything like they did in practice and you get so unnerved and yeah. we don't know what we're doing. Like they've thrown most of the rules out the window because <laughs> probably I think I've broken a number of them. I actually jumped a restart once. I'm like, Oops. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. Um, my foot got ahead of my brain. And then, so the, they'll go out in packs, as far as I know, this year the same way. And that really took the pressure off the yeah. ladies. So we saw some serious times that the guys were even surprised we were able to break 20 seconds. Because they've, you know, we've got a restrictor. We're, we're not allowed to go really as fast <laughs> as they can go. So I think we're up towards 70 miles an hour, and that's plenty. How many participants do you have in total for the race this year? Ten, Ten. including me. So who are your veterans? Veterans will be Kristen Yaley won last year. Yes. So she's coming back with a vengeance. And um, so she's planning on being right back at the front where she started last year. (laughs) Um, And then another veteran, Wendy Venturini. She's fierce. She is fierce. I tell you what. High heel dash winner, Wendy. I'm telling she was so far ahead of everyone else. It was just like, what happened here? Like something, everyone else started moving slow motion and, and she just kept going. Um, but she's coming back. I mean, she, she is. She makes me nervous on a daily basis when I see her burn boot camp pictures on Facebook. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We. Like, um, I do not want to run into you. Uh, you are as uh, strong as an ox right now. She, yeah. I mean, even had her so- shoulder injury, she's doing one-arm things. Right. Yeah. She's like, a machine. You are just a machine. Yeah, yes. she's a machine. And I told her, I want, I'll be behind you no matter what. <laughs> I'm going to give you, if I qualify ahead of you, I'm, I'm giving you she's the space give you in the front spot. of me. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, there's no way, because you are going to run me over, because I'm not very good at restarts, but that's another conversation. <laughs> well, and you have a little dilemma yourself. You've got a, a grandbaby due that day. And, I do. And uh, could potentially have you missing qualifying. 
Yeah, we're it's scheduled. Start for in the back unless they vote you in, right? That's right. Yeah, I'm give, giving a shout out to anyone who wants to make a donation. All the money will go to MRO. <laughs> www.betterhalfdash.com. Vote for your favorite driver, me. And uh, if I raise the most money, then I can choose my starting position, and I'll be ahead in the front leaving all the mess behind and just tucking my head down and going, I think I can, I think I can. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to pull a Kyle Bush and kind of lay back like Indy, you know, and just wait for the mess to happen. And <laughs> I don't know. There's wisdom in all this gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to prove to anyone. Two-time grandmother, and I'm, I'm okay with it. So this is going to be the third <laughs> grandchild? No, number two. This is going to be That'll number be two. That'll be the two. Number two. Yeah. Okay. That's number two. So fans and folks can support. Uh, MRO through the Better Half Dash at the website that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. You can go on there and you can donate for your favorite driver. Right. You can obviously just make a donation That's right. if you'd like to do that as well. If you don't yep. want to associate yourself with anybody in particular. That's right. Um, all of the girls have their sponsorship that also goes to MRO mm -hmm. and like you said they can also donate part of their winnings. That's right. There's a their, 10, thousand, winnings. Yeah, There's a $10,000 purse. Um, 5000 is divided equally between Speedway Children's Charities and MRO. Um, and then they get 5000 They can break it down however they want it. Um, last year, the purse went all to uh, Yance's Back, which is a um, foundation that Kristen and JJ are really close to. A young man drowned uh, in a family's pool in the backyard. And so they're starting a foundation to support families who are going through that gotcha. same thing. Gotcha. So so people can participate. And hopefully you guys are on uh, Twitter, Facebook. Yep. Um, for MRO, if fans want to follow and find out if it's streaming or what you guys are up to or exactly. what's happening at the track, all those kind of things, and, and where they can get involved, like you said, outside the track as well. So that is good, fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, we've talked a lot about the women's and children's ministry. So you guys provide the, the Sunday service, per se, yes. whatever day it's on, uh, Saturday, mm -hmm. Sunday, however it is, and provide that to all of the participants, uh, whether you're officials, crew, drivers, whatever it is. That's right. Um on right after driver's meeting. Uh, we've had a few changes in that this year, but typically, and I know for the rest of the season, it'll be this way. We're 10 minutes, 15 minutes after the start of driver's meeting. Once that's over, then NASCAR allows us to have a, a space and time, and it might be 30 minutes, it might be 18 minutes. <laughs> uh, but our chaplain, Nick, um, Billy might step in as chaplain one weekend, Lonnie Klaus, um, they will lead um, whatever community can come. We are quite aware that it's a workplace. Uh, and so anyone who can get that moment away or take their time to eat, they'll often come to chapel. And, you know, we run 200 to 300 in that in that service. The fans actually, if they have access to where we are, can attend. Because sometimes we're just right out in the open in the garage. Other places we're in a, a more secure space. But, you know, I think it's a vital part. And for many, uh, it's just that one last time to kind of go back into yourself and find that, that center. There's, you know, strong messages, yes. But, you know, we're more there to affirm and, you know, to encourage um, as they face, you know, not only leading themselves in the car, but also they, they lead their teams. And we see the importance of um, that driver being in a role of, you know, being a part of the team and encouraging everything that's going on. So, you know, a lot of crew members, again, NASCAR officials, anyone that can come to us and they can, they get away. And it's pretty consistent with one group, but we have some that we know that some tracks are better than others to attend. Are those chaplains, do they do things during the week? You know. Yeah, we have uh, shop chaplains actually in the race shops. Okay. Um, and Lonnie is more of an at-home uh, guy now, and he facilitates, Lonnie Claus facilitates all of that. Um, we're forever starting new ones as uh, different teams end up, you know, getting their own chaplain to be on staff, or we're providing a local pastor or MRO will be 
providing the Bible studies in the race shops during lunchtime. So yeah, we're doing lots of things at home. I mean, there's marriages, there's, you know, I needed to know yesterday if I needed to go help, you know, meet with Sam to see if there was anything I could do for Trish and, um, and Casey. And, you know, so we're always available. I mean, there's someone in the hospital visit, we're having babies. Um, so <laughs> our work is at the track and at home. And, you know, we're spending a lot of effort with discipleship. I think there's a, a, a small group, um, couples, Bible study for some of the drivers and their wives on a Tuesday night. So, you know, wherever there's a need and we can find a way to facilitate that, we're going to be, you know, we're going to jump on anybody wanting to, to grow yeah. and be encouraged. One of my favorite things that, that I have done with you guys over the last several years is the new song event. Mm-hmm. My nanny Maureen yes. at the time, she was with us for almost eight years. Uh, every year, you know, Dale and the foundation would support a table at the event and mm-hmm. Maureen and her family would go. She, one year she said, you know, I think that your girls would really like to come to this. And she, mm-hmm. she had taken them a couple times. She said, but they want you to come. And I said, well, I can come. You know, I just really never... I just never thought about going. Right. And she said, well, it would be awesome if you'd come. And so I think last year might have been my third year. So looking forward to that. It's on the calendar every year. I like awesome. keep race week clear. Um, yeah. Just such a cool event. Um, yeah. And Danny Gopi is oh. going to be there this year. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and man, that is just a really powerful, strong event. That's a lot of fun. I don't, can can folks participate in that event? Yeah, or? I think we're actually sold out right now. But um, there are oftentimes we have... You know, we have fans or other volunteers that work with us around the country, and they'll come in just for that, just for that event. Because it is, I mean, you know, usually they're in a, a you know, a stadium with 60,000 yeah. people. And to come where you only have mm. 30 tables of eight is so intimate. Like, I don't even want to go to a concert ever mm-hmm. again unless I can sit right here. I know. <laughs> you know, you get really spoiled by it. Um, but it's just, it, it is. It's so it's so empowering, especially this time of the year, you know, the, the chase and all that's going on and all the things that are being jumbled around. A yeah. lot of our families really find this such a comfort and mm. such a help, it just is, a shot is. in the arm. It so is. I'm it glad is. you like it. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us and uh, safe travels to your journey to the, the next race. Yes. And um, just appreciate it so much. Thank you. All right. It's time now for our tip of the week brought to you by Wella Professionals. Ever wonder how to accentuate your cut? These simple tricks will give you the illusion of a new do without visiting the salon. Here are some tips. If you want to give your cut an edgier look, you want to try the Wella Professional Pearl Styler to emphasize your layer. This product is designed to add definition and shine to any hair type. Simply apply a dime size amount in the palm of your hand and gently mold with a twisting motion into the layers that you want to accentuate. This should add some texture to your look. Need a quick lift without the curling iron? Try our Wella Professional Ocean Spritz Spray. This product adds volume to your hair and a slight hold. It's perfect for that beach hair look. Begin by taking sections of your hair and spray the product at the root to mid-length of your hair. Once sprayed and still wet, quickly scrunch your hair until you feel the product slightly drying. This trick should give you the volume that you're looking for. Lastly, need to smooth out a slightly frizzed hair? Try the Wella Professionals Finishing Spray. Take small sections of your hair and spray the product onto the hair. Smooth out with your hands until the product has dried. This should help reduce some of the frizz and lock out moisture. You can purchase these or any Wella Professionals product at any of the 782 Ulta stores nationwide or purchase online at Ulta.com. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Fast Lane Family. Fastlane Family has been brought to you by Wella Professional Hair Care, multi-sensorial hair care products that you will see, touch, and sense the difference from your very first wash. Hair care needs from fine to normal to color to coarse, Wella's got you covered. Wella Professional Hair Care products are available at over 780 Ulta stores nationwide. Visit Ulta.com to find the store nearest you. 
Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.